Welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you're thinking of starting a small business, you're already running one, or you're responsible for marketing a small business, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly as Crash Course Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion because the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hey everybody, this is Gayla Zoes and welcome to episode 34 of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. I am very excited because I have a fabulous episode for you today. This is the first installment of a new series that I'm calling Making It as a Marketer. Now, in this series, I'm going to be interviewing people with little or no marketing and sales experience who end up in positions that required them to be involved in marketing and sales activities for their organization. The episodes in this series, and I'll have these from time to time, they'll all show you what it takes to learn marketing skills if you've never had to do them before. You'll be able to hear from people who've been through this experience. And I think it will be very educational if you're in this situation. Now, the first guest in this Making It as a Marketer series is Deborah King. Deborah is a licensed clinical social worker who is well-known here in Middle Tennessee. She's won a lot of awards for her work, but the real reason I wanted her on this podcast is because Deborah works as an elder care coordinator for Takus McGinnis Elder Care Law, which is a life care planning law firm in Hendersonville, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Deborah has worked in this role for many years, but when she started, she didn't have much marketing experience, and she had to do marketing as a part of her job. I think you'll find what she has to say pretty interesting because the way she looks at her marketing-related duties is what I think makes the real difference. So, if you're in a similar situation, if you don't have marketing experience, but you have to market in your job, whether you're a small business owner or you're going to start a business or you're now working in a marketing role for an organization, I think you'll get a lot out of this interview with Deborah King. So let's give it a listen. Hey, Deborah. Hey, Kayla. How are you? Doing great. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, I want to start off with a little bit of information about you so our listeners know who you are and why you're a great person to talk about this. Now, I know you as a person who is super visible and well respected in Middle Tennessee's social work and long term care communities, but I want our listeners to get to know you. So tell us what you did professionally up until the time you joined Takus McGinnis Elder Care Law. Well, you know, Gayla, that was a long time ago. I've been with Takus McGinnis Elder Care Law for 16 years now. Oh my gosh. Um, but prior to that, um, I was a discharge planner at a, a local hospital here in, in Nashville. I did social work with a variety of, of patients who came in the hospital, some in the ICU, working a lot with families, 
helping people find places to go after their hospital stay and dealing with some of the crises the hospitalization causes. So, okay, so you you were in a role in a hospital that didn't require you to do really anything related to sales or marketing. Actually, I was the recipient most of the time. A lot of people were marketing to me, home health agencies and, and nursing homes and rehab facilities um, were marketing to me and the other um, case managers uh, to use their services or their products. So. Oh, that is that is super interesting. Mm-hmm. So, had you done anything in your career before you joined Takeus McGinnis that involved having to do any marketing at all? That's an interesting question. Um, not so much in my prof- uh, professional roles, but you know, I had this side gig where I sold um, scrapbooking supplies back in the. Um, 2000s. And so I was an independent consultant and had to market um, the products and schedule uh, uh, little classes and a lot, little bit of sales involved in that. So that was probably the biggest exposure I had to marketing at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, back when you started as an elder care coordinator. And, and at that time, the firm was known as Elder Law Practice of Timothy L. Takis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I, I first started interacting with you guys at the firm in, what, 2005? And yeah, it, you started r- just before I started. So we were growing this together. <laughs> so anyways, when you, when you hired on as an elder care coordinator, when Tim hired you, how much did you know about the marketing responsibilities you would end up having? Were, were you aware that you'd have to do marketing? No, no, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, it, it might have been disguised as something else, but no, there. Were, I don't remember seeing marketing in any job description or any conversation of... Uh, what I was going to do as an elder care coordinator. You know, that that's actually pretty hilarious. Uh-huh. Or, or maybe maybe it was disguised with a euphemism like outreach or... There you go, yeah. Community uh, relations. Education. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is really interesting because as I look at how life care planning law firms, which, which is the type of elder law firm that specializes in this integrated approach... That's for our listeners who don't know what that means. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, the, the elder care coordinator is really one of the, is on the front lines of marketing, but you didn't realize that when you stepped into the role. No, uh, and I don't, I still, I'm not sure I still see it as marketing per se, um, but we're the face of the firm, um, the elder care coordinator's are the ones who are out in the community and visiting facilities and meeting with families and doing presentations. So we become the face of the firm. And in that sense, we're marketing the firm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what else, what are the other marketing responsibilities? Like think back to when you started, what marketing responsibilities in addition to those 
like presentations and being out in the in the long-term care communities. What were your duties related to marketing when you started? Um, well, at the time I started, we had a uh, part-time person who did the marketing and outreach, but she wasn't in the community a lot. So she would call on the elder care coordinators and, you know, at one time there were as many as four of us, um, but we would be the ones who would go to the health fairs and stand at the table and talk about elder law practice of Timothy L. Takis. We would be the ones scheduled to do presentations. Because Tim was a solo practitioner, his time didn't allow and he did not go out and do a lot of presentations. So it was on the elder care coordinators to do a lot of those community presentations and be the face, um, share information about what the elder law practice Timothy L. Takis did and later Takis McGinnis elder care law. Um, and I think the other thing was um, when we were visiting the facilities. So we would always visit our clients and many of them were in assisted living or nursing home facilities. And as we made our visits and talked to our clients, we would also stop by the social work office or the business office or administrator's office and talk to them about our client, but also leave brochures and share information about what was going on with the firm. So that was kind of the marketing that we did. Mm-hmm. How, how did you feel about doing that? Were, did, did you feel awkward or did you like it? How did you feel about it? You know, it's one of those things that I dread. <laughs> I've got a little bit of shyness. I might be, believe it or not, I might have a little bit of introvert in me. But going, I didn't mind the presentation so much and I could sit at a table all day and talk to people. But walking into someone's office and saying, hi, I'm from Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law and just checking in was very unnerving for me. And I'd have to get in the mood to do that and make myself do it. Now, it's what's interesting about it is once I went out and did that once or twice, I felt better about doing it and I, I was more involved and liked to do it. Um, so I would try to schedule a half day or so and, and make a bunch, a number of visits so by the end of the day, I was feeling pretty good about it. But then it would take me a long time to get up the gumption to do that again because it's it's just not my nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, and I don't think you're alone in that. I think for a lot of professionals who work in roles that don't require you to be out there in that sales or marketing capacity, they have a hard time getting comfortable if they find themselves in a job that does. And, and it sounds like that was your experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd have to reframe it in my mind that it was education. I was educating people about our, our practice um, and that I was giving them information. And at the same time, I was also allowing them to give me information, allowing them to market to me. But even, even today, it's very difficult for me to meet with people whose roles are marketers, um, it's 
hard for me to know how to respond to those people. So, so it does go both ways, but it is, it is, you know, if you look at who's in an elder care coordinator position, they're nurses, they're social workers, they're agency administrators. Occasionally there's a marketer thrown in there, but We've never been trained as to how to do that. We, that's not in our skill set, you know, but we can work with clients all day long and help them through their, their journey. But un- unless I frame this as I'm educating people, and I think, Gayla, the key to that is I can talk about Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law all day because it, I do have a passion for it. It is something that I have been doing, as I said, for a long 16 years. Um, but I believe in what we do and I believe in the services and I believe in how we help people. So that when I think about it that way, that makes it easy because I'm passionate about it. And so I think sharing my passion makes it easier. Mm-hmm. So th- th- when you're in marketing, there are tactics you know, ways of talking about the business, ways of framing what you say, just ways of approaching people that that are part of marketing. So how did you develop those skills? Did you just kind of watch other people or just try something and if it didn't work, try something else? What was your skill development approach? Um, well, as I said, I had a little bit of that when I was doing the scrapbooking um, sales position because they talked a lot about marketing and how to get the sale and 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 how to put yourself out there and what to do. Um, in this position, I think it's been a, a learn as you go, um, sharing with other care coordinators at our conferences. Um, there's usually always a session on, on marketing and and picking up tips and tricks that way. Um, I've read a little bit about it, um, but like I said, I don't look at it as as marketing, but education and sharing my passions. So I I probably don't know all the, have all the skill set that someone who's got a degree in business management and marketing, um, like our Dana, you know, and I think that's part of it now too because we do have a full-time outreach coordinator and she does 90%, 95% of the marketing for the firm. So I'm not out there as much as I was 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. which I appreciate very, very much because <laughs> as I said, that's not my skill set. She does it very well and she's very comfortable with it. And so you know, I, I stick to doing the presentations and standing behind the table, and but I still um, are out there meeting with with people in a variety of situations. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one one uh, question that I actually didn't put on the list of questions to ask you, but I'm going to throw it throw okay. it at you right now, <laughs> and that is during an initial meeting and for. For people who are unfamiliar with the way an elder law attorney firm or, in this case, a life care planning law firm um, brings people in the door, you've got, you know, Deborah, you're out there doing presentations, Uh building awareness. Dana is doing active marketing. 
And then people call the office, schedule an initial consultation. Uh-huh. And in that initial consultation, I, you're in there with an attorney, aren't you, during that initial consult? Yes. Okay. Yes. And All during that initial consultation, you play a role in closing the sale, as, as I see it. W- would you see it that way? When I sit outside of it, uh, yes, I very much do. Um, and I guess we've been through some training about how to close the sale, but I don't view that as, you know, I, I see that more as just helping people understand how we can help them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm on the phone a lot after that first meeting explaining to people what we do, what we can do, and how we can help them and how they get value for our services. Um, And I guess in my head, I don't frame that as marketing or sales. I frame it as helping people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's really a great way to look at it. And I think another complicating factor for for you and for all of the the firms that were the earliest life care planning law firms is that this was a really new concept that you were bringing to market and figuring out how to talk about it and how to present it in in terms of a value proposition i think was something that evolved over time i know i was part of that early evolution just you know figuring out all right what how are we going to explain this to people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and i know that the, the, your role as a care coordinator was really one of the biggest innovations, you know, the biggest new value that was being offered as part of this approach to elder law. It's what separates life care planning from traditional elder law is adding that care component. And, you know, Gayla, part of what I do with Tim is train other law firms, help other law firms understand how to... Um, develop a life care planning law firm. And we have the consulting firm that also helps people get on board and jump off. So I do still do a lot of training with other care coordinators and other law firms. And I think that's a lot of what I try to teach them is, you know, you have a unique product um, with life care planning. You have to understand what it is and then you have to have that passion. And when you get someone that has that passion and sees the vision of this is the best way to help people with long-term care, then um, it's easy. It's easy to do the outreach because you're telling people about this wonderful new product that can help families, whether they're in a nursing home, in an assisted living, at home with a new diagnosis. Um, So, helping them see the vision and helping them understand. It's not hard once you see the vision of sharing, how to share that with other people. Mm -hmm. So would you, would you consider yourself a confident marketer today? No. (laughs) (laughs) I still have that trepidation of, you know, oh, I have to go to this facility and talk to these people that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and also, you know, I don't have, you know, I, I don't 
use all the little tools. It's hard for me to remember who's who and who's where now and and helping them understand, you know. So I'm, I'm not very skilled at it. And I guess in this position, um, we, we don't do as much follow-up as a traditional marketer outreach coordinator does. So... Um, you know, I'll go in and talk to a social worker about a client I have in their facility and, and how we're going to help them. Um, but once that client is, I'm finished with that client, I don't do as much follow-up as maybe I should. Um, and those are the things I think about. It's like, okay, when I put my marketing hat on is, is what am I supposed to be doing here to keep these relationships going? And, and how can I help develop those relationships? And again, if I think of it in terms of relationships and education and that we're all working towards the same goal of taking care of these families, then it, it's not as scary for me, but it still causes me a little bit of anxiety when I have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you really hit on something that's that's critically important, and that is... It's framing it as relationship development because that, you know, that, that is mm-hmm. really what you're doing, what, what all marketing is really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. So one more question, and, and this is our key takeaway. What advice do you have for somebody who has professional training in a role that doesn't require sales or marketing, uh-huh. but who ends up in a role that involves having to go out and market. What's your advice for them? Well, I, I think I would go back to the education of understanding what it is that you're selling, what it is, what product you have. You know, whether it's life care planning, law firms, or scrapbooking supplies, or whatever, and and feeling that passion for it, um, and knowing that it's a good product and it's a good program. So understanding what's involved and, and what the ultimate outcome is of, of life care planning um, and then reframing it so you don't feel like you're doing cold calls or marketing or sales um, because that's just not in the social work vocabulary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reframing it to education and outreach and and, and sharing information about what's going on versus doing cold calls and marketing and mm-hmm. stepping out there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. again, developing those relationships, doing the follow-up and, and, and helping them understand that we're all working together for the same goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great advice. All right, Deborah, thank you so much for joining us. I think uh, you are a fabulous marketer. And I, (laughs) for somebody, for someone who came into uh, the role with, you know, not a lot of that detailed experience in, you know, applying your marketing skills the way you have to do it now, I think you do a fabulous job. Oh, well, well, thank you so much. Um, It's not something I think about, so I appreciate you. talking to me today about that side of what I do. And and I appreciate your kind comments. All right. Well, this is our interview. Thanks, Deborah, for joining me. Thank you. Have a good day. Are you having trouble coming up with content for your website? 
your troubles are over. The website content quick start course delivers exactly what you need to create a content plan for a simple website. It's fast, it's easy, and it works all for just $99. The website content quick start course. Great content is closer than you think. Learn more at crashcoursemarketingacademy.com. Thank you for listening to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you would like Gala to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at crashcoursemarketingacademy.com. The Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. Until then... 